0: Pick a, pick a, pick a peppers. All right, we are live, sir.
1: Well, I will do my uh, voice training. Letter, okay. Uh, <clears throat>
0: I got. You no, know, you can do it. Now, it's fine. I can. I don't care. Okay. <clears throat> the whole world's gonna hear. it. That's cool. You know. That's the problem.
1: Hey, <laughs> okay. I
0: mean that's fair. There's
1: fans in Des Moines, Iowa, that just think we do this without mm. any kind of training, and I don't want to. Kill their vibe, you know
0: what I mean. Mm, no training,
1: right? But uh, <clears throat> guys, to be honest with you, I have to start before I do the pod. and do a few things. So first, I drink Earl Grey tea. Get the throat all nice and lubricated. Okay. Take a couple swigs of icy cold water. Mm. Basically, to like undo the effects of the of the tea. <laughs> right, so we're back at square one. <laughs>
0: you say, "Yeah, you flush it away, you flush it
1: all the hell, the drain." Right. right, just got an icy hot throat now, and then icy cold throat. Excuse me, and then I say, "Pick a peck of pickle peppers." Yeah, pick a peck of pickle peppers. Okay, pick a peck of pickle peppers. Pick a peck of pickle peppers.
0: One more, one more, and then I do like, more.
1: Then I do like, but like the, the last <laughs> one is yeah. like real like. New Jersey oh. mafia gangster. Okay, yeah, hey, we need to pick a pack of peppers, man. Don't forget to pick a pack of pickle peppers, okay? Ma told you to go get the pick a pack of peppers. Oh, yeah. we're gonna see you. We're gonna throw you in the in the lagoon with the fishes. With the fishes. The <laughs> lagoon with the fishes. If you don't
0: get the pick a pack of pickle peppers, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, that's a lot of work I mean, should be warmed up pretty good I am tired we'll get, now, I'm ready to go <laughs> to bed Sweating a little bit, <laughs> starting to glisten Like a <laughs> <little> glisten up <laughs> at the oh, top need a, need a
1: squeegee or something Ah, <laughs> uh, JV Dude uh, What's happening? You, you didn't You didn't fully Immerse yourself In the Barbenheimer weekend, did you?
0: No, only More than half okay because the movie was like three and a half hours it was long. yeah <laughs> it was
2: a very long movie yes. i don't think barbie was that long it was not so yeah
1: it was definitely not barbie was 114 minutes perfect. and uh perfect movie length perfect movie length right uh and we have uh oppenheimer's three hours 180 oh, yeah. minutes <laughs> yeah <clears throat> and i yes, saw them i saw them both that is a lot of time, dude. Can we talk about the Barbenheimer weekend? Let's talk. So you talk know, about like, it. so like you and I, we're at the theater almost right. every weekend, right? And the theaters have not been packed. It's been, you know, we we saw the Spider Man well, movie we, or this. And we that, also whatever.
0: go like before twelve o'clock if at all possible.
1: Here's my point. Perfect. Here's my point. Here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, saw Barbie two fifteen. Theater was packed. Two fifteen. Two fifteen. It's pretty late on a Saturday. I, I was with other people. Yeah,
0: that's fair.
1: And uh, theater was packed out. I saw Oppenheimer on Sunday mm. at ten forty in the morning. Right.
0: Theater was packed. Really?
2: Yes, man. People okay. just skip church, <laughs>
0: hang out with Christopher Nolan. I, I was in. I was in there at eleven Sunday. Nice. um, And it was not, it was not bad. It was not really packed at all. Oh, I was good. <laughs> but, I had my seat right there in the but, middle. And- but there was mm. just pink shirts and stuff all over the place. Oh, yes, that's how yeah. it was, yes. <laughs> just, everybody was there to see Barbie. There was a <laughs> mini there just for Oppenheimer that <laughs> early in the morning.
1: Yeah, Barbie crushed the box office, man. Hmm. Um, right I mean, Oppenheimer
0: I- did did well as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that, yeah. but the just to see so many people flock to the theater for these two total polar opposite type yeah. movies, <laughs> um it gives me hope. Yeah. That like people will continue to go. Okay. The the staff at our local Regal Theater, shout outs, give us a promotion, um sponsorship and stuff. We will uh, Continue going there, but like the staff was on full. Everybody, oh was, yeah, th- the staff was sweating. Mm. Yes, they were doing work, man. It was just great to see like a movie theater at capacity and yeah. people really excited to go see two different movies. Right, people yeah, are yeah. like, uh, people were like seeing each other and they're like, oh, yo, hey, how you doing, Barbie? Yeah, Robin, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like yeah, and that's yeah. kind of the conversations in the, in the concession stands, man. So big ups to just a great weekend for cinema. Mm-hmm. I, you know, big fan, love the big theater experience, um, and it wasn't bad as far as, like, people talking, being annoying and stuff yeah. like that. Like, they revered the, the process, and they were in there to watch Barbie. Yeah. To watch Oppenheimer. One cat, a couple, couple rows down, fell asleep during Oppenheimer, and then when he got up at the end, he was just like,
0: hey, did the bomb go off? <laughs>
2: Yeah. legit ask like, the person he's like, who's like, were you not in history
0: class <laughs> <laughs> of course the bomb went off <laughs> <laughs> we know it went off
1: yes What are we th- <laughs> you slept through the bomb it was the loudest thing in the theater yeah. the whole thing like I, I was at Barbie and they play, were playing
0: Oppenheimer next
1: door mm. we knew it was a bomb went off. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah um, <clears> yeah I mean our th- the theater I was in was pretty pretty quiet for the most part and it wasn't very packed at all um at that time of the day barbie like i said there was just people in and out yeah for that one early in the morning there's a lot of kids early mm-hmm. in the morning as well uh but all in all like I said, the theater was quiet and everybody was just kind of enjoying what was happening yeah man um
1: let let's just give it up for these two filmmakers these two studios producing and barbie was good man okay. okay yeah barbie was actually a good movie <laughs> like the big standouts obviously like margot Robbie did her thing yeah. uh all the different barbies and all the different kins but like simi lu mm-hmm. the guy who played shang chi and ryan reynolds they were kin and Ken one I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna go into details but um there was a there was a back-and-forth riff. Like, the, the yeah. trailer peaked at it, but it happened through most of the movies, yeah. these two back-to-back. You said then, Ryan Reynolds. I meant Gosling. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah.
0: I was processing my head for a second. I was like...
1: Ooh. I'm still mad at Gosling because he was yeah. still a liability at uh safety for Remember the Titans. I'm never yeah, going to yeah. live him down. Yeah, he's that, never... Okay?
0: Yeah, that's on his record forever. Horrible football <laughs> defensive player, bro, okay? <laughs>
2: When you were a great kid. Yeah, though, yeah. So. yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. So is that the pod? We're good. I think we can uh, call it a week. All right, guys. Um, we'll, right. Ha- we'll handle. I got to do my outro. <laughs> <coughs> the pick, pe- the pe- the pickled peppers.
0: Yeah, it's...
1: guys, go to the go to the cinema. Go see Barbie. Go see Oppenheimer. Hell, go see Barbenheimer all mm, in, in one, all day. In one day. Spend six hours at the theater. <laughs> Wh- whatever. All right, man. Let's roll some movies.
0: Right, sounds good.
1: I'm actually really excited about this, man.
2: Okay.
1: All right, all right, all right. I'm probably getting sued by Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. That's beside the point, though. I think
0: that's Matthew McConaughey. I thought that was
1: Kevin Hart. I don't, I'm just getting You're, names messed up yeah. today, dude. I need to just not drink Earl Grey tea. I, th- it just I think d- this d- problem. It
0: just depends on the way you say it, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think that was more McConaughey. You are just nat- You just naturally gravitate to McConaughey when we talk sometimes. Oh, <laughs> <All> right. <Yeah. laughs> That's not bad, guys.
1: I'm just going to get my Lincoln and yeah. just drive. No destination. No destination. We're never going to get through this pot tonight. Mm-mm. It's
2: going to be a
0: long, <laughs> I'm gonna cut a-, be a lot of cutting on this one. There's going be no, to be no cutting. I'll burn this mother down. <laughs> <no cutting>. You <laughs> better Twitter. not. You better not. I haven't cut anything out in months. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, guys, to our movie news here. So uh, according to Entertainment Weekly, Ryan Reynolds and his production company uh, Maxim, Maximum Effort is bringing mm-hmm. the 80s wisecracking alien, Alf, back. Mm. Now, for some of our listeners, probably don't know who Alf, you've probably seen
0: Alf. Yes. But you didn't know it was Alf. Javi, you ever watched the show? Oh, yeah. I believe I had an Alf stuffed animal point in my life. Same. Yeah. So you had to, man. Yeah, he was cool. He had that cool pink shirt. <laughs> like like Alf was like <laughs> Alf was the
1: we love, especially like me and you, like our tight ty- our brand of comedy and style and everything yeah. and humor is like Alf. And Alf was kinda like the OG
0: I'm of sure, it there. Pretty sure he set the path for the kind of comedy we enjoy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really did, right? which, which is like right on the edge of, you know, probably shouldn't be be seen.
1: <laughs> or shouldn't be seen or heard yeah. or even thought about, but we're there, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like it's enjoyable for everybody. It's a very it's very commercial at the same exact time. Yeah. So um <clears throat> Elf, I I I loved him. I watched reruns, watch this all the time. And gonna be interesting to see how they bring this guy back
0: and the family they put around him as well. Well, let me ask you this question, because I was reading this and it kinda confused me a little bit. They're not gonna be remaking the show. I don't believe. They're gonna be re running of the show. So I saw it as two different
1: things. Okay, maybe, maybe okay. I'm reading it wrong. <clears throat> okay, that they're going to resurrect him. As far as they're going to create, like they own the IP now, right? Right. So they can run and do Alf the old episodes.
0: Yeah, but they're also going to create something new. Uh, Oh, because that must be where the, because it says, will not consist of full-length episodes, stuff like that. So they're going to do kind of shorts and things like that within the rerun. Correct, but I don't
1: even know of the, I didn't know that there was a Maximum Effort channel. I don't, no clue. Well, we just learned something new Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Ryan Reynolds, not only does he have a gin, not only does he have a, Soccer team, yeah, and um, uh, Mint Mobile, but he also has a TV station,
0: which I believe he has sold. Like he sold Mint Mobile, I think, and his gin, right? Yeah, he's he's just doing big things out there.
1: Maximum effort channel. What is this? Mm. Oh wow, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. Oh.
0: Yeah, it mm. says the channel is available through FUBO. Yeah, just it's like a channel underneath a bunch of channels or something like that. Yep. So ooh, Vizio Watch Free. I have Same. that. Same.
1: All right. Oh, I'm going to look up <laughs> effort. Watch some <laughs> watch some old school episodes of yeah. Alf. <laughs> <laughs> hey, team, were you a fan yeah. of Alf? Are you excited to see some possible new episodes? Of Alf, um, who would if there was something they're bringing him back, something for something new, who would be the perfect voice? Not Ryan Gosling, Reynolds. I was, I messed that up on purpose this time. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the perfect <laughs> voice for uh, Alf, guys? And what family would you put around him? Hmm. Uh, we'll put this on our socials, guys. Let us know your thoughts. Cool, cool, cool. I think Ryan Gosling would be a good Alf. Welcome to this episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. In this episode, we are discussing the trailers for Bob Marley, One Love, A Haunting in Venice, Episode 5 of Secret Invasion in our Movie of the Week. That's right, guys. We got it. Oppenheimer. team all right all right so we have our villain uh kinsley bing a deer playing bob marley in this biopic pick and then we got our boy kenneth bragna who we're going to talk about a little bit in oppenheimer it's a cool name as um herculo pro and we're <laughs> back he's back in action for his third film a haunting in venice guys um you're gonna get our full reactions. you want to see those our beautiful faces especially hobbies like the Ooh. beard gang is tight today let's go um you can see that on youtube for our full reactions guys uh sh- link show notes all that good stuff click the link tree there you go did i d- did i hit everything yeah yes think you're I've right we've been working on it it's man, good so it's good all right all right all right all right team <clears throat> So we got Bob Marley, One Love. It's a look at the life of legendary gray gay musician Bob Marley. Guys, this is brought to us um, from Ronaldo Marcus Green, starring Kinsley Ben-Adir, Lashana Lynch as Rita Marley. We just recently saw her in um, Captain Marvel, but also in the last 007 movie, the most recent, excuse me. Um, We got a whole host of other people as well. Bro, usually, you know, we. I think we got Zach Balin as one of the writers. I will say this Zach Balin, I guess, is invited to the cookout. Let's talk yeah. about Zach Balin for a second, okay? <laughs> I just saw that. Before we even jump into this, Zach Balin has written <laughs> King Richard, Creed III, uh, he, Gran Turismo, and. Yeah. Uh, Bob Mar looks like he just oh, writes right. a lot of black he's writing a, a script called for black Rabbit, So I'm guessing that has black people in it. You know, he's like, <laughs> I guess Zach is invited to the cookout. Yeah, yeah. Man. He's got a he's wearing a, this like thick rope chain in his uh IMDB <laughs> I'm picture. At it right now. <laughs> like he he mean mugging. I guess you invited to the cookout, bro. Yeah. Don't put raisins in the potato salad, yeah. right? And we good, all right? <laughs> agreed, agreed. All right, man. Um <laughs> I know very, I know very little about Bob Marley's music. Mm-hmm. I know even less about his life. I myself was when I was a kid. I thought I was obsessed with. I was obsessed with like the look of yeah. like Jamaicans, and obviously, like the prototypical stereotypical Jamaican is Bob Marley, right? Right. I'm just now at 36. Throwing my dreads out, right? I got you, I got you. right? I, I didn't when I when I was younger, you know, just the look, the feel, and everything. I just thought it was dope, man. Yeah. Um,
0: do you know about anything about this man? Well, I mean, I've listened to his music. Yeah, I don't know much about his story, but I know Bob Marley wasn't. It wasn't about him. It was about his music. Reaching everybody exactly. It, it wasn't his his music wasn't about I'm I'm Bob Marley. Yeah, it's about I hope you enjoy my music and here it is. Here's here's my my story and my heart for everybody to have.
1: And it's supposed to like hit you and make you feel a certain way yeah. about what's going on, right? Um, my mom very collective, collective, Uh, woman as far as different types of music and she would play some bob marley when in the house when especially when she's cleaning right um you know that one love we jam in three little birds yeah stuff stuff like that you know all of his hits man but um what i'm excited about with this trailer kind of drops on me like we usually bullshit through trailers yeah this one we both were kind of like revered as far as (laughs) like oh what is it was yeah. really in depth.
0: Yeah, it was real strong. get kind of uh, like his music, man. Yeah, it's supposed to put you in a state where you're calm and you can relax, yeah, right? Exactly. It's, it's about being peaceful. That's that's what the trailer kind of portrayed too. I mean, it showed us the non peaceful parts, parts too. But Molly wop, my, my homeboy. So, but the feel of that of his music behind all that. Yeah, what still kept you in that state of mind that he'd want you to be.
1: Yeah, man. I'm, this is one I'm excited for. This is one that, like, if done right, the music's going to sound so good reverber- reverberating through the speakers in the theater. Did I, did I do that right? It's close. Ah, <laughs> it's really close. Working, on my, it's working on my music lingo, guys, okay? <laughs> trying
0: to work with the band, you know? well, I, okay. I don't want to get into it, but we could talk about reverb all day. i we'll what play a that little,
1: means? Uh, you know... A little jazz flute, yeah. so I'm trying to just get with the band a little bit. Yeah.
0: you don't you don't want a theater to reverb to have reverb in it. What he said,
1: guys. <laughs> We're gonna throw Bob Marley one love
0: on our socials, guys.
1: Let us know your thoughts here. Uh this looks good. Are you excited about it? Are you a fan of Bob Marley or his music? Uh what about Kingsley Ben Adir, man? This dude's all over the place. Mm-hmm. I love it. He was also in Barbie. He was like a yeah. three. <laughs> It's like Ken great. 3 or 4. It's so great. And uh, he did a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, but also, he's our villain in Secret Invasion that we'll mm. talk about here in a little bit. This guy also played, you ready for this? He played Barack Obama. Hmm. On a television show.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 I me see uh, that.
1: Definitely has been doing his thing, man. Really excited for this guy, and I uh, want to see him in this. This is one I'm definitely checking out in theaters. So. Yeah. All right,
0: team. Another haunting a lot of hauntings going on lately. A lot of hauntings. We are coming up on spooky season. I feel like everybody says, like, what does everybody
1: say? Like, right after July 4th, it's spooky season. Like, Yeah, yeah, no, it's Halloween time already. I, I, I hate everybody, okay? <laughs> Can we at least get through Labor Day? Okay. <laughs> These
0: women yeah. are like,
1: no, it's spooky season. Yeah, though, yeah. baby.
0: Yeah, it's... uh that's how how the world is. I don't know.
1: Hate it here, man. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> like Jaden Smith and The Karate Kid. Yeah. Hate it here.
0: Also, uh, Stewie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from From Family Guy.
1: Love it. All right, team. So we got here um, <laughs> a haunting in Venice, and according to IMDb, in post World War II Venice. Mm. now retired and living on his own exile, reluctantly attends a seance Mm. when one of the guests is murdered is up to the former detective to once again, uncover the killer. Cool. I feel like that last part was just like a, Hey, what's that over there? (laughs) I I, I, I saw you run run away. Yeah. (laughs) Your leg is still sticking yeah. out. I can see it.
0: Or like one of those, uh, you see the videos where people like throw the blankets up in the air and they and they take off
2: running. He's <laughs> yeah, like one of those ones. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: all right. JV, there, we have had two of these movies now. This is yes. going to be the third one directed by uh, Kenneth Bragnam Uh We've had Murder in the Orient Express, we had mm-hmm. Death on the Nile, and now we have a Haunting in Venice there. First question is, are you a fan of all these movies? Yeah, I've had a good time
0: watching these movies. Me too, man. Yeah. Me too. They've uh, they've been pretty solid as far as like uh, the keeping the mystery really hard to uh, to untangle it. Yeah. Like, as the movies go through, which is always makes make it more fun. And like yeah. what makes it even more fun is like movies like this excuse
1: me, are, they have so much rewatchability. Yeah. Because you want to also know, because he's going to explain it at the end. He's going to have this big old monologue at the end. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. what's going to happen, or it's going to blow our minds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But what he saw, the little bits and things that he saw throughout right. the whole movie, you can go back and watch that. Right, and you can catch that. And that's what I'm excited
0: about. <laughs> what popped into my head just now is uh, that's what you said, but like just think about the trailer and like the ghost popping in and out. Super Scooby Doo, of course. Yes, like <laughs> that's,
2: that's
0: what I, that's what I think. Like when you when we talk about like the ghost, uh, it looks like there's a ghost that appears and disappears. Yep, it's like. You know, Scooby-Doo is like a glass with a projector on it or something like that. Or the person behind, like,
1: the the mural that's yeah. on the wall <laughs> in the great room and the Just eyes look. or whatever. <laughs> There's always was, eyes in yeah. those damn episodes, Love man. Scooby-Doo.
0: Love Scooby-Doo.
1: You're the best, man. Yeah. Dude, you bring it back. So. <laughs>
0: but that's the vibes I get. Yeah,
1: no, this one uh, looks like it's even darker, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, we got Kelly Riley, uh, Kenneth Bragna, Michelle Yao, Jamie Dorn, Emma Laird, uh, Tina Fey, let's mm-hmm. go, right? whole host of other people as well, so uh, directed by Kenneth himself, so he's uh, starred and directed in the three.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. so really cool, kind of took this under his own wing, he's yep. working with... Uh, the subsidiary Disney now, but he directed the other two as well. Yes, he okay, did. Okay, okay. Yes, he did. I did yes, not he didn't realize that. Yeah, he directed the other two, and then I believe his writing partner or the person that he's worked with, Michael Green, has mm-hmm. worked with all three as well, if I'm not mistaken. Good. Yep, Michael Green has definitely directed, not wrote all three, excuse me. Mm, so he yeah. works, they work with each other there. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Kind of a tight team in regards to that, guys. Uh a Haunting in Venice. Yes. Really excited for that. It's definitely a in the movie theater type film, just like the other two. Yeah. Uh just a good time, man. So really looking forward to that. And we will throw that on our socials as well.
0: Cool, cool, cool,
1: cool. Link tree and all that good stuff. All right. (laughs) All right, brother. Uh episode five, Secret Invasion. Mm. Dude, we're almost at the end. Harvest. Yes. Uh, Fury gathers his allies. Gravic deals with unrest.
0: Man. Talk to me about this episode, brother. Uh, Finally getting some, like, really crazy action scenes. Yeah. Uh, And just the secrets just keep coming out. Like the Nick Fury secrets that, you know, his secrets have secrets, and those secrets have secrets under them. And it's really unraveling right now, which is something we haven't been able to see at all. Like, we're seeing a uh, uh, Nick Fury who's lost his power and is like just trying to maintain himself. But you know, as a agent of Shield, he's got backup plans, man. Backup after backup after backup.
1: Dude, like, I feel like he's never he's down, but never out. That's oh, the
0: no, thing. Not, with at him, man. not at all. Not at all
1: right just like how he suited back up <laughs> at that gravesite or whatever yeah, i was pretty, just like okay that's pretty badass yeah. <laughs> i'm really excited for the episode yeah. <laughs> episode 6 to drop cuz that's going to be really effing sweet so
0: well, we got another piece of like things happening in the background right this harvest situation with the avengers dna and all that mess which i'm hopefully we hear a good story about what this thing's supposed to do yeah yeah. Right. Because that's, that's the end game for this now. Is this, Super Avenger serum, that, Gravic wants.
1: I hope everybody's not just walking around. I hope he just doesn't have like Hawkeye's DNA in there. <laughs> <just laughs> <is just,
0: laughs> Gravic gonna be real pissed <laughs> off.
1: <dog>. It's <laughs> only Hawkeye, right? It's only Hawkeye.
0: You're just,
1: you uh, <laughs> a, a partially deaf middle aged <laughs> man. It's <laughs>
2: it's just so bad.
1: That's it. Just so bad.
0: <laughs> I did all this effing work yeah. for Hawkeye's yeah. abilities which are nothing. <laughs> I just can't hear out this side anymore.
1: Bullshit. Say it again.
0: What? <laughs> so yeah, we got sure. we got some stuff going on. Um you know, we kinda see what's going on with Rhodey somewhat. We now officially know he's a scroll. Yeah,
1: he is. But wait is is he? I still don't know if this is Rhodey or not. Has that been confirmed? If yeah, this he is this like the Rhodey that we've always known. Is that what we're saying?
0: No, he turned. Well, now you're confusing me. At some point, he Rhodey turned into a scroll.
1: Yes. Wait. How?
0: And like he was like looking in the mirror and he changed from. A scrolled roadie.
1: Yes. That was last
0: episode. Yes.
1: But then he confronted him and said, like, you must be at your scroll mine. And it was kind of confirmed right there when they were in the hospital. My thing, though, is, is this the roadie that we've seen since Iron Man 2?
0: Ah, I gotcha.
1: That's not confirmed.
0: Correct. We still don't really know what happened when, right? Well,
1: if it is, I'm <laughs> pissed.
0: If it isn't, then I need some... Yeah. Beeping answers, okay? Well, what I'm going to have to do is go back and watch this episode again because this one had a lot going on. It was this, tight. It was a really tight
1: story, yeah. And this was...
0: It was all over the place. So, uh, I'll definitely check this out again before the next one comes out. So, I'm fresh on that. But, been pretty solid. Yeah. At least for for me, it's been solid. And I love that um
1: the scrolled mercenaries that are helping graphic out is now seeing that like you know, you're losing your marbles a little bit, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I we understood what you were trying to do, but you're going a
0: little too far. Do do you think <clears throat> it's just his personality or side effects of all the the experiment stuff that has gone on. I think he's one of those villains.
1: He's one of those TV movie villains that has had a vendetta against Talos and Fury for a long time. Did right. Not, did not have power as a child. Right. Now that he's an adult and actually has other abilities and has power over, like, the Scroll Nation or whatever. Yeah, and, and knows a lot. And knows a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, he's coming at them with all of it. So, I think, like, the mindset is there Mm -hmm. i i think now it just when you have one clear mission one clear idea that you want to accomplish right nobody's gonna stop you and you will you will kill and destroy anybody that's in your way for you to get your goal and like yeah for me that's a good damn villain
0: yeah and as far as we know him and Gaia are the only two that are super scrolls. Yes. So he's more powerful than all of them. Yes. And he's in charge of all of them. So kind of having a big power trip situation. The only person to stop him is going to be Super Shredder. Yeah.
1: be dope. <laughs> News <Churnals> 2, Secret <laughs> of the News, <laughs> bro. Kevin Nash. Yeah, yeah. Ke- Kevin Nash. <laughs> Let's go. You know, this was a really dope episode, man. I like that. My favorite part is that... The whole, like, they turned on him, but then, obviously, he mollywopped all of them and then walked outside. Yeah, He walked outside like Brad Pitt did at um, in the beginning of Troy. Have you? I don't know if you've ever yeah, seen, seen that. He's minute, just but. like, he's like, is there no one else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there no one else? Yeah. walked outside like, what is it? What's up? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I'm just like, all right, not messing with this guy.
0: All right. You, you. Yeah, Yes sir. Yes sir. <laughs> what do you need? need clean right. your shoes. Your shoes look dirty from that, <laughs> from that scuffle <laughs> you had.
1: <laughs> had a little bout in there. Yeah. I saw. It. I was going to
0: help you, but you know, I got.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, was on that mission. Yeah. You know, and rolled my ankles, so you <laughs> know. But I was, I was there with you and thought though, like I was like, come on, grab yeah. it, yeah.
0: <laughs> Exactly.
1: All right team. We are gonna throw this one on our socials as well. We got one more episode of this mini series, uh, Secret Invasion. Let us know your
0: thoughts. So uh sent you a message. Or we messaged each other while we were at the movies. Which is kinda weird. But <laughs> did you did you look at that uh Nick Cage trailer? Did you find that thing? I I, I did watch yeah. it. I did watch it this this
1: morning. I was
0: gonna. Does that not look like great? But in like the most the B most ridiculous cheesy <laughs> exactly. way, like he just does movies. Yeah,
1: like I don't think I think he's paid off his his castles, right? His tax debts, and I think those are paid he, off now. He just he's just having a good time. He's right just now. having a good damn time <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? He's out there just doing his thug thizzle. Yeah. Best time of his life. Yeah. and you
0: know what? I'm about that I mean, life, man. He just picks up a movie and does does whatever, and you know he, he's gonna be him, and we're oh, gonna You're enjoy not it. getting
1: you're not getting like Nicolas Cage diving into a character and yeah, and yeah. seeing somebody other than Nick Cage.
0: No, you're getting Nick Cage. Yeah, like I just as a grandpa. Yeah, I just showed up, give me my lines, let's shoot <laughs> <do> the <this> scene, <laughs> let's do the <this> scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. Luke- like no method going on here. I don't here. need no, yeah. <laughs> you know
1: how like Kenneth Bragna gets into like Hercules mm-hmm, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In each one of these these movies, uh, Nick Cage be like, uh, what, y- "Y'all ain't going home." Yeah, uh, we got a we got a murder, and we're gonna figure it out. <laughs> okay,
2: nobody going home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And this is gonna be no
0: different. Yeah. Uh, exactly I mean, you know,
1: way. that's one of those that like
0: I am going to see.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Um just because I can laugh my ass off.
0: Dude, that's the only time anybody laughed in that movie theater. <laughs> Even I heard people like making noise was during that one trailer. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely fire there. So <laughs>
0: we'll probably talk about
1: that trailer a little bit more uh next next yeah, week. So All right, brother. You ready to jump into this week's movie? Yeah, man. All right, uh, man. Our boy Christopher Nolan is back, man. I'm really excited about it. Here we have Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. This movie uh, just opened on the 21st of July, 2023. Right. This one is written and directed by Christopher Nolan. There's a lot of work, huh? <laughs> yeah, <you> were, yeah. <laughs> three hours worth of work. Three hours.
0: <laughs> we had a hundred million budget, and so far it's grossed 180.4 mil. Oh, yeah. Starring this, we have Kelly Murphy as Robert Oppenheimer, Emily Blunt as Catherine Oppenheimer, Matt Damon as Leslie Groves, Robert Downey Jr., Louis Strauss, Florence Pugh as Gene Tatlock, Josh Hartnett at Ernest Lawrence, and many more. Like so many so more, many more. <laughs> So many more Yeah That was a lot of A lot of good characters Throughout this film
1: But like Even so Yeah those are like The main Yeah yeah But then there's so many people That like pop up in this movie That like You didn't even know Was gonna be in this just, movie And yeah, it was man. just like oh, oh Oh word. Yeah yeah You, you just weren't gonna tell nobody <laughs> 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 I've been stalking your Instagram page For years <laughs> You've done seven movies in between this time. What, yeah. You weren't
0: going to tell me, bro?
1: Like they have personal relationships with me or something. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, your
0: boy's in this one. <clears throat> Kenneth Bragna's in this one. Exactly. Um, Who else? Rami Malek. Gustav you know, Skarsgård of- is in this one, man. Just so good, man. Josh Peck. Guy Burnett. All day. We call them all out all day long. <laughs> <We get> to-
1: <laughs> Tron Fos... <Og>, Vog, <laughs> Vogue... Gary Oldman. All right. So uh, we won't talk about all of these characters, guys. But uh, before we jump into this, man, go ahead and give us that quick synopsis so we can dive in.
0: So this is a story of the A-bomb and the guy who built it. And also how this tech was stolen by spies and a lot of the kind of behind the scenes stories of how this came to be. And learning about, you know, not just Oppenheimer, but multiple people that were involved with this project and some other ones over the years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's start with uh, the
1: the title character himself here, uh, Cillian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer. Now, I <clears throat> obviously knew that the the man J. Robert Oppenheimer created the atomic bomb. It was a Part was it was the core figure creating yeah. the atomic bomb. Like I knew that, I knew he was part of the Manhattan Project. Well, and, and uh,
0: you know, just uh, a researcher in the quantum physics in general.
1: Exactly, we would not have the Ant Man movies today without we yeah, yeah. this man. Okay, so
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was, I was trying to think about eight hundred ways to involve quantum mania in this. And the the one I had was going to be like I don't know why I had to watch this movie I just saw <laughs> him explain it you know a couple months ago, but <laughs> <laughs> you got two before me. It's uh, cool though. I it's out I, good. I, yeah, yeah. I, I got notes, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got to work on Mondays, dude. I'll take notes, <laughs> boss. I I do put it in a full day yeah, for yeah. work on no, Monday. March time. March time. definitely two hours of work. That's <laughs> definitely spent for the pod. Anyway. <laughs> Boy. The problem is like my director does listen listen to, to these. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna drill me. That's great. And be on me. So anyway, um, <laughs> I did not know that he was one. Knew he was a genius, obviously yeah. to build something like this. But didn't know that he was a womanizer. Mm. Uh did not know. Uh, that he had this many issues that he was dealing with on a personal level. Right, right. Um, and obviously things are, are heightened for effects of a movie. And Christopher is fantastic at that. Um, but he tries to ground it in as much reality as possible. So all of this is definitely um, based off of American Prometheus, Kybird, Martin, Sh- Sherwin here. But this is... but. This Robin, Robert Oppenheimer in this film is a man who is determined, mm-hmm. wants to be involved. Um, lo- you can tell, I can tell, this man loves his country. Yeah. He Loves America. Loves science, believes like you have to push the boundaries of science no matter what it's for. Yeah.
0: Um, Some, somebody's got to do it. Somebody has I, to do it. He wants to be the- It might as well be me- or United States of America. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And let me be at the forefront of that. Yep. Um, but at the same exact time, he is also a man that kind of holds a lot to his chest. Doesn't really show much of his cards. Agreed. A lot of the other scientists and the way that he thinks outside of science, just like theoretically, like worldly, is that this, this is right or wrong of what we're, we're yeah. doing throughout the entire process. That's kind of been his thing is like, hey, guys, we're just, we're the scientists. Our job is to put like theory into practice. Right. Let's do that. What they do with it afterwards, it's not on us.
0: Yeah. And this portrayed him as like a lot more trusting than you would think somebody in that position would be. Yeah. Like he has no problem sharing all this information with all these people. That was wild. And. You know, they're worried about security risks and things getting out. But you're in a room with all these people that are trying to figure out these formulas and stuff. And he's just like, yeah, we go everything with the, all, all kinds of people. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then you got uh Matt Damon's character grows like that's not that's not good. <laughs> what you're doing there, is not smart. There bro. is going to be a leak of information.
1: <laughs> gonna, gonna, yeah, dude, there's uh Leaky faucet in here yeah, somewhere, bro. Yeah, exactly. Information's getting out. I But, like, you saw how welcoming he was, especially when they got out to Mexico. Yeah. You saw how welcoming he was where, like, hey, who is this guy? Doesn't matter. Come on through. Yeah, let me show, yeah, you. Yeah. Let me show you the plans. You know what I mean? Like, need
0: let me show jo- you everything. Need a job? Come on in. I got a job for you.
1: <laughs> I got you, fam. Uh, but uh, he's just a very com- – I didn't know he was, like – because, like, you get, like, you see, like, J. Robert Oppenheimer, and you see that he is um, this scientist, this professor, this doctor, but, like, you think he's a lame. Yeah. Right? You think he's just, like, complete, like, bookworm or whatever, but what other facets is he involved in, right? He's, right. He's very liberal. Right. Right? And at that time, if you were very liberal, you were... Considered more of a communist and not really a um, Roosevelt New Deal yeah. Democrat, you know what I mean? So he was kind of involved with that. Um, dude loved being out there on his ranch in New Mexico. Yeah, yep. That's something you don't expect a nerdy type scientist guy yeah. to really be able to go ahead and do it and then sleep under the stars and stuff like that. Also,
0: ladies' man. Ladies' man.
1: Ladies, man would definitely have a few ladies under his belt, and we saw just through exposition had a few more. Yes, too. So um, he's a very complex individual. But like, dude, I will give it up for Cillian Murphy, who this is my first time seeing him in a leading role. Right. Um, for me, I don't. I have never seen Peaky Blinders, but I've seen him in every Christopher Nolan movie he's ever been in. It's he's yeah. like he's not the Protagonist, but he's like the one-off. You yeah. know what I mean, he's the villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Batman begins, right? Yep. He's the mark and in inception. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So he's he's that type of guy. Um, he is just a great individual as Robert Oppenheimer, and he just falls into this character. Man. I've never yep. seen a portrayal like this before. And we've seen some people like, um, did you see Chris uh, Christian Bale as in Vice? How he kind of just like. Got the fat on. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. That was fantastic. I thought that was great. This is light years better, man. As okay. far as being this this character, man. Um, Definitely held, held it together for this movie, man. You have to for a damn three-hour-long movie, and you're the centerpiece.
0: Well, it, it makes you feel like you're standing right there trying to learn everything. From him, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, like, yeah. like you're sitting there listening and watching all these people work. It's just like you're just you know you're just there you're you're part of the team and just trying to help figure everything out my my favorite was when like he started with one student
1: in the <laughs> classroom Yeah. and then like it moved forward in time and he had like five and then yeah. had, like, 20 and then he had a whole group of people right and then he yep. had like a, a lecture hall about it so and you felt like you were one of those students exactly. listening in and i'm just like yo man science <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was just like yo
1: there's some science shit going yeah. on, bro. <laughs> He's so captivating. Yeah, yeah. As Robert. Yeah, Robert I don't Ryan, know Robert what's so
0: happening, it but it, it looks, looks awesome.
1: i going to fail this class, but yeah. I should be taking notes right now, man. I feel like I got a pen and paper out right there.
0: Shut up. I want to flunk this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fail trying this. Trying to go out to New Mexico. <laughs> I got to get this straight.
1: <laughs> trying to get these figures yeah, right, yeah. man. I'm trying to hang out with Josh Hartnett, yeah. dude. <laughs> Dude, it's sexy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Talk to me about Emily Blunt's uh Kitty Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh
0: well we found out this is kind of where that uh ladies oh, not ladies man, um what what word did you use earlier? Womanizer. Womanizer, there you go. Um so she comes into the story after Florence Pugh's character of Jean Tatlock. Yeah. But she's married and they start having an affair. She gets pregnant. Then they end up you know, between that time and between the pregnancy and the baby's born, she's divorced, they're getting married. Oh yeah. Um I mean she was there to support him pretty much the whole movie and everything that he did, whether she liked it or not uh but her as like that figure during the movie she was just kind of there by his side, right you know she'd come in when they're in the city working on stuff, she'd pop in and you know yell at him about some stuff and then take off because she's trying to help him right like she sees he has these kind of super trusting blinders and is super nice to everybody no matter what yeah and she's like why aren't you fighting people <laughs> you know <laughs> why why are you letting these things happen she was like you crack a like, dang, bottle over your head right now they talk back to you like that one more time <laughs>
1: Exactly. like if if he would have allowed her to if she had a clearance to be able to be there yeah She would've threw some damn chairs bro It would've yeah. been a TLC match in there If she was in there bro Yeah Because like <laughs> Because these I mean the scientists were definitely like Going back and forth and, and arguing and stuff And that's just like Science We're trying to figure it out right It's just brainstorming things, it's, it's brainstorming Yeah we, We've done it before out, Whatever Out in the bullpen Exactly Right In um, <laughs> <and> the bullpen <laughs> <laughs> I just We just Yeah <laughs> We just watched the episode of uh, How That Your Mother when Barney uh, is playing laser tag and he gets mm. his laser tag license revoked or whatever. <laughs> and it's like an episode of Lethal Weapon or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like From Lethal Weapon, he's just like, Give me your gun and your bag. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah that's so good Out one. in the bullpen. Sorry. Anyway. Love that. Um,
1: she's. Uh, season four of How Many Brothers is just fired, by the way. It, <laughs> they were on the top of the game, man. Anyway, um, but yeah, she was basically that enforcer, man, and she wanted to make sure that, one, he's not getting taken advantage of, right. but also when things start not going his and their way as far as in their life, uh, she kept on asking, like, yo, what, you, what are you doing, man? This is like, yeah. your legacy. This is the Oppenheimer. Like, I'm an Oppenheimer. This is our legacy. What are you doing? Yeah get your shit together and let's fight. Exactly. So I could go to I could go go to the car get the table. Yeah, yeah. Like I gotta throw some be somebody over the table, you know what I mean? I'll, whatever. Right. That's what what I liked about her, man. She kept him even though she was not really the best like She was a good wife, she clearly was not a good mom. Um she hated that aspect of, of life. Yeah. Um but she was a devoted no matter what. You're an idiot guy, but you're brilliant. You need to be, you need to be like held down somehow. Yeah, and I will do that for you.
0: What's well, even kind of when they go through the stuff with Gene Tatlock and all that comes out? Exactly. You know, she's like, she stays by his side, but she lets him know, you know, you might get a bottle over the head later. Exactly, you know, bruh. whatever.
1: Think you think this damn chair is only for for your uh, <laughs> so other sciences? get this too, bro. You get this work. <laughs> All right, man. Um Matt Damon has Leslie Groves here. He is uh General Groves and he's the one in the military aspect, the closest connection to the White House to oversee the Manhattan Project and what happens in Los Alamos, New Mexico. Yeah. Um he's also the liaison that allows uh he appoints Oppenheimer and allows him to Build out there in New Mexico mm-hmm. and oversees Everything, uh, it's Matt Damon. Yeah, so you know you are going to get a badass performance every time. Um, and he just brings mm-hmm. it here.
0: You know, it's never going to be a Martian,
1: but you know, nah, it's never going to top that. Yeah, that's that, good stuff. That's, that's
0: like for me,
1: him as Mark Watney is like premier, like <laughs> top, better than Good Will Hunting. <laughs> yeah. Mar- and and any the internet can fight me for that. Right, I don't right. Care. His role as Mark Watney is way better than his role as Will Hunting in Goodwill Hunt. Like, I I don't care. Um, I'll say it again, (laughs) damn it. Uh, But him as Leslie Groves, uh, I think he's one of those guys who was working with, but also working against Oppenheimer is what it felt like the entire film. Like, yo, I appointed you, and I'm your liaison for the White House, and – uh, let me know whatever you need, we'll get it going, military, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, and then here's
0: here's your schedule, here's yes. what we need, and this is what we're going to do. Exactly. There's no give in this. Here's your date. If you don't hit that date, we're all fired.
1: And you know, like, I, I <laughs> yeah. And, like, we kept on getting closer and closer and closer to that date as far as the 15th and when they needed to go ahead and do it. Yeah. And um, for the Trinity launch, but... You saw that, like, Leslie's, he's an intense military man. He plays that very, very well. But he's, like, getting jazzed. You can tell he's getting jazzed about this. Mm. You know what I mean? And Oppenheimer was jazzed at first, yeah. he's getting more reserved about it. You know what I mean? So they almost, like, move places in the format of how the movie goes yeah. as far as, like, their excitement for this. Because Oppenheimer, Oppy, as he's called. Yeah, I um. Know. <laughs> it's weird, but, you know, not a fan, um, he, he starts to understand, like, you're doing something, I'm doing something, me and my team are out here doing something that is just, like, going to change the world forever, and I don't,
0: I don't think it's good. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Good yeah, 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 agreed, I think that's the, the rub in the whole situation, right, it's yeah. like. You know, that, that's kind of the whole kind of story of the A bomb was, yeah. We built this thing that puts us on top of on top of the war game, but you know everybody else is trying to build this same thing and probably build it better. Yeah. You know that's, uh, that's how that's how tech works.
1: It. That's why we have an iPhone and we have an Android. Yep. Well, we got threads and we got twitter so
0: I don't know what that is
1: that's fine <laughs> but we're on it damn it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right here uh Florence Pugh has Jean Tatlock she is the love interest and she's a communist and early love interest of Robert Oppenheimer who is obsessed with him even after Ends it with her because he's yeah. pregnant with Kitty and you know is going to get married and try to be an honest man. Um, he so didn't do too good at that, did not do too good not at that because good. he kept on going back to San Francisco and hooking up with the old Tatlock. Oh, yeah. One thing about this movie, ladies and gentlemen, this is Christopher Nolan's uh first rated R film since Insomnia
2: 2001.
0: Is he, he uh
1: let us know. Did his thing. He did his thing. <laughs> he, we let us know. Uh, Florence Pugh is basically naked. Yeah, she's the only one though. She's the only person who's been Sorry, naked the whole time. Most of the movie. Anytime you see Florence Pugh, she's mm-hmm. probably naked. Shirt on one time. I think so. Yeah, we've seen her clothed one time. <laughs> we really did. <laughs> and and Gene Tatlock like, hated like Robert always brought her flowers and she hated. It. I love. I love so that did. was kind of like a cute little like dude. That's not where we're about. And he did you know it I mean? every time. He did it every time. <laughs> so, like, did he do it because he's a gentleman or yeah. did he do it to just annoy her? Right? Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. But, like, I love that we also didn't get an explanation. Yeah,
0: and that's the the tiny little bit of comedy in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> like, um, when they're kind of sitting next to the bed, I, I think they were talking about him getting Emily pregnant. Yeah. And she's like, well, at least she didn't bring me flowers this time and he pulled out that little tiny flower <laughs> out of his jacket. The theater erupted yeah, at that point. Same. Everybody just wanted to laugh. Exactly. Pretty dark up until that point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, here we have Josh Hartnett as Ernest Lawrence here. Uh, Ernest Lawrence is the uh, scientist who is a professor at the same school as Oppenheimer, and he is in the uh, room next door. Yeah. Uh, he's the one who actually lets uh, Oppenheimer know that, like, hey, because of your beliefs, the way that you are, this is why you're not getting yeah. recruited for the, the project. And, like, Oppenheimer's like, I already know what the project is, man. You keep calling it the project, baby. I know what y'all trying to do out here in these streets. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He's like, well, yeah. you can know, but, like, you're not. Involved, he's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll clean it up and I'll d- denounce communism and do this and do right. that and stuff of like that, so I can be involved." So from that point on, yeah, like he was not a part of the communist party. Yeah, uh, he called himself a New Deal Demo- Democrat, and just wanted to be a part of this project because he knew that he was the brightest mind for it. So
0: now, Josh Hartnett in this movie, six three, dude, <laughs> and he was gonna be Batman. <laughs> But he's back just in like two thousand and five. He's like a jacked Josh Hartnett in this <laughs> movie. He's huge. I didn't recognize him at first because he was so he looked so big, like he just towers yeah, when, over everybody else. Well, when a person puts on so much muscle, they start their body just starts to change, right? Like well, your features and things like that. Well, he just you're looked a different.
1: Him, you're putting him up against Cillian Murphy.
0: Well, yeah, he's I'm, five seven. But I'm just saying. I don't mean. I didn't five, mean seven. height. You're always talking about height.
1: Yeah, because I'm, I'm a talking about fourth.
0: height. <laughs> I'm talking about width here. Uh, yeah. Okay, no, okay. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, for me, he was kind of unrecognizable for a little bit until he kind of started talking and made three. I was like, dude, this dude is humongous. For me, it was the glasses. He's, I, he's I, a little heartthrob. Now I, he's gigantic heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I used to remember him in Black Hawk Down, man. He was a badass. <laughs> One of my favorite action war movies of all time. Um, no, like, so he was best friend, you know, co-professor yeah. over there with Oppenheimer, and uh, but had really strong conservative views compared to his liberal communist views of yeah. Oppenheimer, right? So that's where they sparred. Also, there was, like, the the students and some of the faculty were trying to form unions and stuff and human unions is more of a a liberal was a communist idea it's mm-hmm. never been more of a conservative idea and stuff like that um so they were they always sparred yeah but at the same exact time you need the best minds you bring the best minds in yeah and um even when groves announced it, that it was oppenheimer's going to do that there was no tension between the two I want you to come help work as well. So I thought that was really, really cool. Yep. Casey Affleck as Boris Pash, Uh really quick scene. Uh, didn't know he was in this movie, but it was good to see him. Also, Rami Malik. Mm-hmm. David L. Hill. Now, I skipped my man for a reason. and I'll come back. Um, Rami Malik is in like two scenes. Yeah. But like, two totally pivotal scenes. Right. First one. Hey, let's not get them to drop this bomb on anybody. <laughs> now that's created, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. hey, now that we did the Trinity test, like, let's, uh, okay, we can do it, but let's not, the war is over. Yeah, yeah. We don't have any Nazis to fight. Let's just uh, not do this. Yeah, we'll find somebody else. Yeah. Let's just, can we, can we, like, <laughs> sign this position and yeah. open hybrid does not. The next thing for Hill's character is that he is that he's one of the witnesses at Strauss's hearing, and for the longest time, we'll talk about this. And this is what's really good about this is I did not know that it was a confirmation hearing mm. until like the very end for Strauss. I didn't know what that was a hearing on. Right.
0: Um. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Very yes
1: yes, um, but Hill. And his testimony on Shross was just fantastic, and it was a takedown yeah. of, uh, of him. I really enjoyed it. Like, Ray Malik, the hero of the film. Yeah. Right? For all the bad that's happened in this film and how dark and scary it is as far as just an, an idea, um, there's a
0: hero. His name is David Hill, damn it. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about Robert Downey Jr.'s Louis Straws performance, brother. Thoughts?
0: Uh, You know, this guy, he can just slide in and out whatever he wants to do, man. Uh, You see him interacting with multiple different people. We kind of see him as a a friend to Oppenheimer. And then we see this. We see a lot of things get put into place, a lot of pieces moved on the chessboard, but we don't know who's moving them for a long time. Exactly, And then... They're just, you know, kind of as you get towards the end of the movie, you're kind of – the whole point is for them to tell us kind of what happened. That onion unpeels, yeah. Exactly. And Robert Downey Jr., he he goes from this nice friend of Oppenheimer to the villain kind of there at the end. And he does that not only with, like, his voice and the way he talks, but just his body language. He just changes the character. Yes. Um. But yeah, I mean, RGJ can do anything, man.
1: I, I I love this man. Like he did the Doolittle movie, which was definitely flopped at the box office and everything. But that was still during the pandemic, so I yeah. understand. But it overall like wasn't that good of like a film. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a lot of and a lot and, of people involved. And they were wanting that there. to
1: be like the, his next franchise or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like to follow that up, follow up the the Marvel movies, you know, stuff to be like this as like his first thing he can actually sink his teeth into again, yeah, and to be a villain in this, you know what I mean? Like that's fantastic job, right? Like Oscar winning, Oscar bait. Oh yeah, not even (laughs) like like I and I'll, I'll say this in my in my final review, like he's not like. Christopher Nolan's not trying for the Oscar. He's just trying to put a good film together, yeah. yeah. right? But you have some fantastic performances here from so many different people. Man. Oh, yeah. From the, the mind and script of Christopher Nolan, man. Just fantastic. But I love how he moved through his conversation with, um, I don't know who the, Josh Mullen's in this as well, but the guy he the guy who played um Han Solo, the young Han Solo, what what's his name?
0: Oh, I don't remember that, but I think you're talking about and I can't I know who you're talking about, but I cannot remember his name. I'm trying to find him here. What is that man's name? Not cr- Oh, Alden Emmerich.
1: Yeah, so Senate there aide. So he plays just a – oh, he doesn't even have a name. He's a Senate aide to Louis Strauss. So Alden Emmerich plays. So, like, their conversations about him trying to get confirmed and, like, him trying to do the thing, I love it how they're not talking about, like, what this is about. All we get yeah. is senators grilling him. We don't know what they're grilling him about. Getting questions back and forth. Mm-hmm. As that onion peels. We start to find out that, oh, this is a Senate confirmation hearing for uh, Strauss. Strauss wants to be in the cabinet, supposed to be like his crowning jewel. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to stop him. Oppenheimer's not going to stop him. Nobody's going to stop him. And then come to find out, Hill comes in and like save the day with his great testimony. Maybe he wasn't, maybe he didn't have enough votes before that, but yeah. like, he lost votes after that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely know that (laughs) definitely but like outside of oppenheimer like just the best character in here because you think that he's a pal you think that he is there to help out and be on the side and understand like this is why we had to do this yeah as far as the atomic bomb and what oppenheimer did come to find out you're a jealous little man is what you are
0: yeah and as just a movie goer if you're not up on the the history of this whole thing, yeah, you don't he plays it so you don't know that exactly, and it's just uh that big build up, and you're like, What's this guy being tried for? you know, why is he in here having to protect himself? Yeah, and you think, like you know, as he kind of gets through it, it's like he does it with the characters around him where they're confused, they don't know what's going on because he's so good at staying ahead. Yep. Not only is it the characters that are around them, but it's you too like watching the movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. Uh
1: we got a great Kenneth Bragna as Niels Bohr, who is this respected um Danish physicist who yeah. all the scientists love. Like it was Christmas and they were just like, Oh yeah, this is better Super- than Santa. Santa's this is our Santa Claus right <laughs> yeah, here. Superstar just rock star just <laughs> yeah, rolled you in. Know me, right? <laughs> God, Michael Jordan just walked in. Yeah. I did the Michael Jordan of physics, damn it. <laughs> Let's go. Um uh, Jason Clark as Roger Robb was just like that a hole pers- uh, pr- prosecutor, but like so grimy, especially when you knew like he was grilling everybody from the start. Yeah. But when you knew like the jig was in, he just like Makes the, sense. the audience knew that we looked back and was like that's why he was being such an asshole. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he was digging in so deep, man. Oh, that was just like really cool to see. Yeah. Guy. He was he already was... an asshole.
0: That just made you yeah. even more of one. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh we got Dylan Arnold as Frank Oppenheimer, his younger brother who comes out there to help. Tom Conti as Albert Einstein. Dude looked just like him too. That was <laughs> That was good. That was wild. Good. Um uh James e. R.C. as Patrick Blackhead. We have so many different scientists and different mm. people in in wow. here, man. Um, I do want to give it up for, uh, David Krumholtz as Isidore Isaac Rabi, who is the oldest friend of Oppenheimer and yeah. is there to go ahead and, and assist with the creation of this, uh, Jack Quaid, Josh Peck, those guys were in there, man. Just really good to see Olivia, Olivia Thurby was in here, man. Alex Wolf, like just so many good yeah. people was think, in this movie, man. I think
0: Jack Quaid had like one line, but he was, but it was awesome. Josh Peck had more lines than Jack Quaid, but yes. it's fine. Yes. Right. yes. Josh Peck had like two lines. Jack Quaid also voices
1: the new Superman. Yeah. He's a badass. I love that show. Yes, it's a PG show, guys. I don't care. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> uh but also uh where is he at? Ch- 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 Gary Oldman, dude, as uh Truman. Harry S. Truman, man. That was that was like I was just like, okay, they got Truman. Who the hell is playing Truman? Yeah. Who the hell is that? And it's not until he sits down and we get that close-up shot. I'm like, that's Gary Oldman. <laughs> there are so many people in here that you just didn't know was gonna be yeah. in this film, man. And I really
0: enjoyed that. That was really dope. He was uh he was not the nicest person. Put <laughs> <laughs> that pansy back in here. <laughs> <laughs> that crybaby. Yeah, that crybaby. Don't let <laughs> crybaby back in here.
1: You know, that's where that was like after they dropped it in uh, Hiroshima, where he was like, God, like, I feel this is my fault. Yeah. He's explaining that to the president. And You would think the president, but the president sees it as like a victory for like stop ending the war or something yeah. like that, right? He's like,
0: stop worrying about yourself. This, yeah. is, this is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. Yeah, basically, it. right? Yeah, he's like, he's like nobody cares about what you did. Yeah. They care about he, what I did. Yes. I'm I mean, the man. Pansy.
1: So. <laughs> All right man, talk to me just about the look and feel of this movie, man. Let's talk about like the amazing sets, let's talk about the 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 chilling
0: music.
1: Uh just just talk to me, man.
0: Yeah, so we got this mostly kind of two places, right? We got the the university where they're working at. Yeah. Or the research place. I don't really remember what it was exactly. It was a I know it was a school, but I don't remember if it was like specific to anything. Um, then we have it was Berkeley. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Then you have uh Los Alamos where they built a little town for them to do this experiment. Yeah. So they all moved to this one city that they make in the <laughs> middle of the desert. And they are brainstorming, they're building their experiment here. And you see like the expanse of this little town. And like this big area they have where they're fenced off, and then they got guards. But it's just a desert. Yeah, it's just a little town that they build in the desert, and it was pretty cool because they it was like a nicely built city. Oh yeah, or or town. Um, you know they had bars, restaurants, (laughs) all kinds of stuff going on there. And uh, restaurant closes at nine. The bar. Never, Never closes. closes. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> first thing built, I think, is what he said. <laughs> the bar was the first yeah. thing we built. Um, uh, so it was really cool. And like you, you go inside those buildings and they're all really nice, really nicely built places. Um uh, the university kind of was what it was. He had his little classroom, the next door is experimental physicist, and you see these little trails here and there, and they're walking around. But that's mostly the bulk of the movie. I mean, we see other spots, some of these parties that are pretty cool, you know, very packed parties. Um, you know, the scenes with Florence Pugh, hotel rooms, different places like that where they're kind of showing.
1: Those very intimate scenes. Yes.
0: Where they're showing, they're sneaking around, kind of doing their thing. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, most of these scenes were really gorgeous. Yeah. This is
1: one of the few movies that uh, Chris Nolan has done that's not, like, uh, all the way around the world, right? He yeah. usually shoots, you know, all these different locations. Like, Tenet was everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight was in two or three. He was in China. Um, you know, Dunkirk was obviously in, you know, mm-hmm. France and stuff like that. So he, he's always on location somewhere. Inception was also, like, a couple of different places. Yeah. Man. This one, it was the United States. Yeah what I mean? We have L.A., we have Chicago, we have New Mexico. And I really like that it was, and it felt, compared to his other movies that kind of open your mind t- to the world, especially like Tenet, if you've mm-hmm. ever seen it, you're just like, you're all over the place. And yeah. It's, it, it's not like a, a bad, but you're just jumping. It's a spy movie, so you're jumping, right? Right. And then you're like, what the hell is Bruce, not Bruce Lee, Bruce Wayne doing in China, <laughs> you know what I mean in the dark yeah, night. Yeah, but okay, yeah. you gotta do his thing. Yeah. Right. This one it helped to make us feel more cramped and scared by staying in the United States. Right. Because what obviously where we're here twenty twenty three, but like one of the big things was like, Yeah, you're gonna have to test this thing and yep. what if the test goes bad? Yeah. And the effects of the people yep. there. You know it I mean? like, sets
0: that atmosphere on fire and we all burn to death. Exactly. So Whatever. and the biggest fear was like
1: if it didn't, if the explosion never stopped. Yeah. Like that was the big fear in his mind. That was the fear in a couple other scientists' in his mind as well. It was like there's a chance that like this ends the world. Yep. And that kind of kept us cramped because like the end of the world is going to start right here at the youngest nation. Kind of scary, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of scary there, man. Yeah. But but also, and that's what kind of made this more of a of a thriller, kind of a horror film, just because yeah. of that fear. Um, and I will say this, man. Um, I, I don't think that he's Christopher Nolan will use. I mean, he might use Hans Zimmer again, but Ludwig Gorgensen is the gentleman that he used on this antenna in this movie mm-hmm. and haunting haunting exciting brilliant the the music itself man was just something that just worked within the compass of this film yeah but like i felt every pain every idea every thought that oppenheimer or somebody on his team had i felt through the music man yeah and it accompanied This movie so well.
0: Yeah, I like kind of when you see him thinking about like this quantum, uh, the quantum world where, you know, he's thinking about all the atoms and stuff like that, and you get this, the music that kind of makes you makes your head spin along
1: with it. Yes, (laughs) that was really cool. That was good. Because then you start thinking too, like, yo, what
0: is yeah,
1: Ant Man really in there? (laughs) You know what I mean.
0: Where's Paul Rudd at <laughs> 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 Janet Van Dyne really in there, girl.
1: Where, where you at, girl? Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, you in there, girl?
0: But that's what's crazy, like about scientists and researchers and stuff like that, is that's kind of the stuff they see, right? Because yeah. it's it's theory, so you gotta you gotta basically create it. He did, and he. You know, his thoughts in his head, he brought them to life.
1: You know, I I loved it how, and I don't remember what movie it was, maybe it was like Mr. Holland's Opus or something of that nature, but like, fantastic movie, actually. Um, Also like three hours long, but worth it, worth every second. Um, How he kind of saw, you know, the music in his head. Yeah. And kind of how the movie portrayed that, right? Mm -hmm. and That was kind of the gimmick, that little gimmick, but it was beautiful used here is when he saw those neurons and, Quantum stuff firing off, right? Yeah, we get taken totally off screen, and it's almost like a it's almost like a scary, scare like a, <laughs> a, a fear attack to us. Yeah, where it's just like this thing starts happening. And you're just like, wait, is the bomb happening now? We're 20 minutes into the movie. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but like, it just brings you in to just the fear that he has as well. That's going on in his head, man. Um, fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, Mr.
0: Holland's Opus next week. <laughs>
1: Such a good movie right
0: really, man. Is, it really is.
1: all right, brother. so for a theme here, man, uh basically the character of a man who does who's a patriot and does everything for his country mm-hmm. um am i doing I'm doing this for my country, but am I doing the right thing right, I think that's what this movie is about. And that's what he grapples with early on. Mm-hmm. It's what and like yeah, obviously this movie is very non-linear, which I also love. That's a Christopher Nolan thing. So we're getting all these pieces, yeah, of this movie, and we're getting it here. Right? So some of the movie is going this way from start to finish, yeah, right? and then we're getting some of the movie that's going this way, and then they, then yeah. they meet. And there's that's like what I love about.
0: for me, there's like three timelines, right? It's like the Building the past, right? Building yeah. up to building this bomb. Then there's this middle section where he, Oppenheimer, is having those small, um little meetings. They don't call them trials, you know. It's just yeah. like some whatever kind of discussion they have with them. And then you have the Strauss. Review board. Yeah. Yeah. Not So, so yeah. he's on the,
1: wait, okay, so the Oppenheimer's on the review board. Strauss is having the confirmation here. Yeah, yeah, yes. The yes, rev- yes yeah, yes. the review board.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so for me, yeah, it was like three things I was trying to keep up with. And uh, he placed them in there really well. And I liked the like black and white. Kind of had that black and white. You had the um, little bit more, uh, like a better term, modern coloration where he's at the review board. Yeah. Then you have the, the getting to build this bomb where it's a lot lot older looking, I guess. Uh really
1: awesome. Yeah, man. Thoroughly enjoyed it here. Um but yeah, the theme of this is like doing what's right for your country, but is it right for the world? I think that's what this kind of chalks it up as, man.
0: That's uh same theme for AI, right?
1: One thousand percent. Exactly. And we should just destroy AI altogether. <laughs> Siri, goodbye. I'm tired <laughs> of <to> you. <laughs> All right, man. So that's our conversation about uh, 2023's Christopher Nolan smash hit Oppenheimer. JV, give me your thoughts and ratings, brother.
0: Yeah. Um. So super long movie. You, you know, go. that's kind of my, that's like at my top of my thing when I think of watching a movie. Is the time put in worth the outcome of the movie? Good movie for you is a tight ninety, right? Tight ninety. <laughs> <laughs> there's
2: a whole
1: section
0: on, on Netflix goes ninety minutes or less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a length of time you're spending. You know, you're investing your time into this this piece of entertainment, and is the outcome worth that time, right? And for me, in this one, it was. It was a great movie. Oh, good deal! It was a great movie. Um, you know, with it, I think what kind of held my attention was, like I said, like the three three stories you're watching, right? Yeah. So you always have something to bounce off of. You're, you're you got a section of time where they're brainstorming, trying to figure this stuff out. But there's really a lot of time where they're just working that you never see, right? From Brainstorming until they're putting these explosives together. Yeah. A bunch of time you don't see, but you're spending that time in other places on the timeline, which is kind of for me what made the movie enjoyable at the end of the day was these three things finally coming together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. And we got yeah.
0: great actors. This mm. whole thing. So, so good. Everybody was, was on point. Like I said, you, you never really felt like for for the the length of the time, you never felt like you weren't there with them. You felt like you were there learning something every time. And pretty great. So this one's going to get a four out of five buckets of popcorn. Very running.
1: nice. Very nice. Very. How about nice, you, son? sir.
0: All right, brother. Um. <clears throat> so we've had some,
1: we've had some good movies this yeah. this last year, right? And. I don't think we've had a movie as good as this. Right. In a very long time. Yeah. Um, like, post pandemic. Right. For me. Um, I love how. I love biopics. I love learning about, like, great people in our history. Yeah. Right. I
0: can, I can give or take on them. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I also love that. The way that this was filmed very nonlinear in mm-hmm. three parts. You're right. I only saw it really two parts. You saw the three. You opened you just opened my eyes right to, to that, right? Um I love the strong performances of, of the entire cast, man. I don't think anybody was like uh phoning it in. And the, here's the thing. As much money as Robert Downey Jr. has, he could have phoned in this performance. <laughs> it gives a tour de force as
0: Lewis Strauss in every single scene. And and he changes it like you know you think of him obviously as Tony Stark. Yep. That's his biggest biggest role he's had or longest role he's had as well. But you don't see that in this role. Not at all. He he makes this guy who he needs to be. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yep. Um
1: so, uh, practical effects as far as the explosions, the inside of his mind when he's seen the neurons and neutrons. I don't know how the hell they pulled that up, but, like, that stuff I want to see and I want to yeah. know about here. Uh, the music was, was haunting and, and beautiful. Um, it was just an amazing film. And this this one, Creep. I did not get to see it in IMAX. It's out in theaters for 100 days, because that's the deal that Christopher Nolan's send copy made with... Uh,
0: Universal. Okay,
1: I'm definitely seeing this in a few weeks. One boy! And IMAX. Okay, and you're coming with me, sir. That, that means no. That means no, right? We'll, there. He, we'll he, talk he, about it later. Let's <laughs> he, talk about it later. Is when is when your mom goes. We'll talk about this later. Damn it! <laughs> the answer is no. She just wants. She just wants to embarrass you in front of company, right? <laughs> and say no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, that's what that is. we'll talk about this later, Clyde.
2: <laughs>
1: no, you ain't going no damn IMAC movie. three times by your damn self. What's wrong with you? Um so that's what's gonna happen, guys. Guys, for me, yes, I Christian Nolan's probably one of my favorite directors. He's top three. Um this is his best work. This is his magnum opus. This is five buckets of pop. This one knocked the dark night off. This Dang. one knocked the dark night off, man. Alright. And mm-hmm. Dark Knight's like highly regarded, dude. Yeah, yeah.
0: Two different movies, two different <laughs> two
1: movies, two movies, man. But like two different movies from the same director. But he uses like the same. Well he doesn't. Dar- Dar- Batman Begins was more nonlinear. linear um, Yeah, Dark Knight was really straightforward because it was a, the sequel, but kind of uses the same kind of style and everything. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed both movies. But yeah, this is his crowning jewel, man. This is this is up there as one of my. It it's in my top ten. I don't know where okay. it is.
0: Um, it, it's, it's scrambled up there it's somewhere. Scrambled up there, man. I'll yeah. create
1: a list at some point in time. You know, we do our end of the year list, guys. Oh, in like, in like March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. we will <laughs>
2: gotta have some prep time. Man. Gotta have some prep time. <laughs>
1: gotta get done with the first quarter. Yeah, it's yeah. March Madness, guys. So, um, but we, yeah, guys. Five buckets of popcorn. We'll definitely be seeing this again. I'm gonna drag Hobby's ass with me. Oh boy. All right, Gene, thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Oppenheimer. Next week, we will be discussing the Disney star-studded horror comedy film, Haunted Magic. Catch that in the theater near you.
0: Like always, I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads as I am Clyde D. Smith. (laughs) I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Mister J. 8200 and I am not on Threads. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Appreciate it. Like always,
2: keep watching.